On today's show, in another slap at Ford, Donald Trump picks GM's Mary Barra to his advisory board. Cadillac turns up its nose at autonomous cars, and AutoLine Daily celebrates its 2000th episode. All that and more coming right up. We kick off today by congratulating ourselves on a major milestone. This is the 2000th episode of AutoLine Daily, and what a ride it's been. You know, we started in 2008, just as the American auto industry was in a full-bore meltdown. We covered then how it was restructuring itself, and we feel that we contributed to that recovery by reporting on new kinds of technologies, on materials, manufacturing methods, and design trends. And now we're going to keep the pedal to the metal to make sure that you, our viewers, get a better understanding more than anyone else as to how this industry actually operates. Thanks for your interest and your support. Okay, now to the news. General Motors CEO Mary Barra was chosen by President-elect Trump to be part of an advisory panel of business leaders. The forum will advise Trump on how government policy impacts the economy and job growth. You know, it's been interesting to see how differently Trump has treated GM compared to Ford. Throughout the presidential campaign, he repeatedly attacked Ford for moving production to Mexico, but he didn't go after GM for the same thing. And now GM has a seat at the president's table. No doubt the people at Ford are rolling their eyes. Hey, looks like we're going to see more sales incentives. Inventory levels are at record highs in the U.S. Ward says the stockpile grew 4% last month to 3.9 million vehicles, and that's the highest ever for November. Think about it. 4 million vehicles parked on dealer lots and parking lots and at railroad yards. So it's either going to be more sales incentives or production cuts, and they better start pretty soon. Cadillac says it's never going to do autonomous cars, and coming up next, we will explain why. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. In a time when we're seeing so many players stepping up to the plate to come out with fully autonomous technology, Cadillac is taking a step backwards. According to Wards, the automaker will steer clear of full autonomy and will focus on what it calls supervised driving. Next year, the Cadillac CT6 will be available with GM's Super Cruise technology, which will allow the car to take over on the highway. But we may not see the company go much further than that because, as President Johan de Nyssen says, anything more would not be in the spirit of the Cadillac brand. Cadillac also sees full autonomy for a different market than what it fits into. It says the technology is best suited for urban, inner-city environments. And the brand sure seems to know what its customers want. Cadillac's global sales in November were up nearly 33%, and it passed the 100,000 mark in China for the first time ever. Transaction prices are up too. The average Cadillac driving off the showroom floor in the U.S. now has a price tag of about $54,000, and that is the highest it's ever been. Say, what's a Trump administration going to do with electric cars? Maybe it's too early to tell, but in the American market, sales of EVs are running strong. 
They were up 35% in November, and they're up nearly 8% so far for the full year. But when you dig down into the numbers, it's the Tesla Model X that's driving most of that growth. Sales of the Kia Soul and the Chevy Spark EV are doing well, but the rest of the EV market is tanking. The BMW i3, Mercedes-Benz B-Class, the Nissan Leaf, Ford Focus EV, the Smart EV, and Fiat 500e are falling fast. You know, the Chevrolet Bolt EV is likely to kill off sales of most of those cars. I mean, who would want to buy an electric that gets maybe 100 miles of range when for the same price or maybe even less, you can buy one that delivers 238 miles? The giant seating supplier Lear Corporation just opened a new design center that it's calling Crafted by Lear. The premise of the center is simple. It wants to get involved with automakers at the earliest stages of design, and it wants to involve its design and engineering team at that early stage. Lear says that's the way to ensure that the designer's vision makes it all the way into production. Otherwise, engineering and manufacturing compromises water down that design vision, and you end up with bland-looking seats. So why was this not done before? Automakers do not always trust suppliers to bring them in that early in the design stage. But Lear says it does have three automakers who have agreed to this approach, and we're going to see their first seat designs around 2019. You remember, of course, local motors bus named Ollie that has IBM's Watson inside? Well, Honda's going to show off something similar, but more like a personal version of Ali. Meet New V, an autonomous EV commuter vehicle equipped with artificial intelligence that Honda says will create, and I quote, new possibilities for human interaction, and close quote. Honda will show off the New V at the upcoming CES show in Las Vegas, along with announcing new collaborations with global brands and startup companies. Coming up next, how Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, and Maserati all kind of work together. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Before FCA spun off Ferrari, it leveraged Ferrari's powertrain technology for the new Alfa Romeo Giulia. Alfa also shares resources with its Italian cousin Maserati as well. On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Reed Bigland, the head of Alfa Romeo, and he shared how the Italian brands can complement each other. We spun off Ferrari about 18 months ago, but the vehicle was designed by two senior managers from Ferrari, uh, all new platform, and obviously the engine, a pretty key component of the car, you know, derives from, from that of the Ferrari toolkit. So I think we're really blessed from an Alfa Romeo uh, standpoint to be able to leverage what was our brother about 18 months ago. And then of course the center of gravity for Alfa Romeo is in Modena, Italy the headquarters of not only Alfa but also uh, Maserati. Mm -hmm. And at Maserati, we continue to have a very strong relationship with Ferrari for our powertrains. So, so how does that relationship work with Maserati? I mean, in, um... Well, a lot of shared resources at Maserati. So with respect to our 4C and, and 4C Coupe, it's built at our Maserati workshop in Modena, Italy, alongside the uh, Maserati GT Gran Turismo as well as the Gran Cabrio. Uh, a lot of our engineering resources are shared between Alfa Romeo and, and Maserati. 
So we're able to leverage all of the great driving dynamics that exists in a Maserati that is positioned a little premium to uh, Alfa Romeo with all of that technology and know-how going into uh, Alfa Romeo. So I happen to think because of our relationship with Ferrari and Maserati is a real asset, as I said, for Alfa Romeo. There's a whole lot more info about Alfa Romeo in that show. So you can check it out right now on our website, Autoline.tv, or look for it on our YouTube channel. And this week's Autoline After Hours is all about the Ford Piquette plant, especially the secret skunkworks room where the original Model T was designed and developed. Our special guest will be Nancy Draga, the executive director of the Ford Piquette Avenue plant, which is now a museum. But that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow for show number 2001. It's not going to be a space odyssey, but we will have great information about the global automotive industry.